0: Our mm-hmm. calling is not to fight the powers that be. Our calling is to submit to the power that is. We submit to the Lord Jesus and to His rule and His reign because He's the Lord. I am yours. I am yours. I Welcome am to the yours, Gospel Center me, Pro-Life Lord, Podcast. Some I local pastors yours, were arrested for praying outside yours, of an abortion I clinic in violation yours, of a stay-at-home me, order. Lord, Join Vicky and I as we talk yours, through this biblically. I and the impact that stay-at-home orders and other laws have had on pro-life ministry Send me Lord. I felt your passion. touched your heart
1: use me Lord use me Lord.
0: Welcome to the Gospel Center pro-life podcast uh, We're here in an undisclosed location somewhere inside right. the city of Charlotte hunkered yeah. down in the midst of a pandemic. Right. Not trying to make light of it. No. It's a it's a big issue, this coronavirus thing. We're all dealing with it. We're all dealing with various aspects of it, various aspects of the way, the way that this thing has affected our lives and mm-hmm. how, you know, I guess the, the repercussions of it and some of the decisions that um, local governments and the national, you know, federal government and state governments have made in order to tamp down on this, or I won't say tamp down, but in order to, I guess, to squelch the spread, the spread mm-hmm. of this, this right. virus. Hey, listen, we, we have to acknowledge, you know, there's conspiracy theorists out there that mm-hmm. think that this has, is really not true, that the hospitals are actually empty yeah. and there's not people suffering from this. But we know that there are people suffering from, from this virus and we don't want to make light of it. Right. Um, but um, we do need to put it in perspective. Mm-hmm. And I'm not just talking about economic perspective, but one of the things that we're going to talk about today, the main focus of what we're going to talk about today, is uh, the fact that abortion clinics remain open, even though non-essential medical services, the federal government has said these things should stop. Right. Um, And, you know, local governments have said that. You Mm -hmm. know, they said that, I think, here in Mecklenburg County and the state has said that.
1: Right. Well, they've said that all medical operations that are not uh necessary should be postponed
0: yeah yeah, absolutely i just talked to a guy the other day (laughs) who said his uh his mother his mother-in-law was supposed to have brain cancer surgery oh my and that's been postponed for two months wow now i i mean i'm not a doctor right i don't even play one on tv yeah but i'm thinking brain cancer surgery probably essential
1: you would think you know yeah
0: and so, you know, but we just we just came from the abortion clinic here mm-hmm. in Charlotte. How many abortion patients were there?
1: Mobbed at least forty. Wow. Probably That's more. A, amazing. Yeah.
0: It's 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 uh it's hard to, to wrap your mind around. Yeah. How folks can talk about you know, non essential services being put off until, you know, <laughs> some undefined time. And yet here the abortion clinic is full, 40 abortion patients. Right. And then we talk about social distancing. Mm-hmm. There's no way. And I don't know. I know the other day they were bringing them in and they were making some of them sit out in their cars. And so so they didn't, you know, have the building full of people. Yeah. There were a couple of days, though, they had at least 30 people there and they were all inside of the building. Right. So I don't know how it was today. Did yeah. You, did you I think notice? it was a
1: mix of both of those. I, but I'm sure they there was no way that they were keeping the social distance. Yeah. I mean, we saw even as they lined up, there was like, Ten and ten lined up as they opened the doors, and they were all pat. I mean, they were right on each other's backs. Yes, know? well,
0: yeah, yeah, it's 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 crazy. So that's what we're going to be talking about, guys. And if you're, you know, stirred up over just what little bit we've mentioned thus far, you should be. Yeah, we, you know, there's there's a phony outrage that goes around in in society, and people get outraged over things they're not really outraged over. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm I'm I don't even like the word outrage, but um. I'm outraged with abortion in general. So yeah. I mean, f- yeah, obviously, full disclosure. I think abortion clinics should be shut down because they kill children. Right. right? Had really nothing to do with the coronavirus. Yeah, it should be shut down because they're killing children. Yeah. in my my opinion, and I believe in the scriptures' opinion, God's yeah. opinion. Yeah. But if, if there are people who you know think that abortion is a good thing, and you know, abortion clinics should remain open. And yet they're talking about this social distancing. I and mean, we talked about this in our coronavirus podcast mm-hmm. where we talked about the hypocrisy about bodily autonomy. And yet now you know, the government is able to take away your bodily autonomy as long as it yeah. affects another person. So, yeah. you know, if people who are you know, pro-choice are complaining about you know people spreading this virus, they should be complaining about the fact that there is a building with 40 people that have come to that place that are having a, a non-essential elective surgical procedure or medical procedure. Right. Um being potentially exposed and exposing others to right. to this virus.
1: Yeah. 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 Absolutely. It's uh
0: it, it, they should be outraged, but yeah. of course they're not because they think abortion is is an essential thing and it's their precious little jewel that they want to protect yeah. at all costs.
1: And even expand. I mean it it's becoming an excuse like uh that I have heard that there is talk of trying to get rid of the Hyde Amendment and have public funding of abortion because the coronavirus has made it so difficult for these women who have now lost their jobs yeah. to be able to get their abortion. Right. And so so there should be taxpayer funding yeah. of abortion.
0: It's, it's, it's crazy yeah. because we've seen over the past couple of weeks since this coronavirus scare and all this, yes. we've seen an increase in people coming for abortion. Oh my, me? yes. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, okay... So this this is ramped up, mm-hmm. having abortions and all that. And, of course, you have to ask yourself why. And I think mm-hmm. we know because fear. We've encountered right. people now, a couple of different people, who've told us yeah. specifically that they're there for an abortion right. because of the coronavirus. They lost their job and, yeah. and this and that. So, you know, of course, we get that. And that's why it's even more essential that we are there. Exactly. You know?
1: Because in all the the cases over the past few days— since the stay-at-home order, especially when people have come over and talked with us, and it's very evident that their decision to abort is is being fueled by fear that has been brought on by the coronavirus. And in the three cases that come immediately to my mind, all three of them really did not want an abortion, really did not. And as soon as we were able to take away that element of fear and talk about the hope and help that was available and talk with them about the truth of God that all three of them chose life.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's amazing. The story from today that you shared with me, a, a couple from yeah. a country, I guess we right. probably and shouldn't another name the country, country from another country, country. country. Good, good good ways away, had some issues that they're dealing with. She didn't want to have an abortion at all, right. but felt like there's just no way in the midst right. of all of this. Right. And, of course, you, know, you were able to offer them resources that, that helped them. Yeah, and, and they, they helped, had no uh,
1: idea. And if we hadn't been there, again, at, just zero doubt. They, yeah. She was already in there. The abortionist had arrived. She was in there for the abortion. And the husband came over to talk to me, and I told him what we could offer. All legitimate things, by the way, that they already have availed themselves of. Yeah, yeah. Um, As soon as we offered them, we, we made good. We we got the people necessary to follow through on those resources. Yeah. On so the you line. say they already
0: have availed themselves of, like they've already been plugged into those they've resources. They've already they're, absolutely, they're there. Yeah, that's uh, cool. absolutely, and they so they um, immediately went from the abortion clinic, chose life, went from the abortion clinic to the other resources that, and things. That, that you connected That's them right.
1: With. And in fact, the the husband said, "Would you be able to do?" I told him what we could do. He said, "Can you do this now?" Yeah. And I said, "Yes." Yeah. <laughs> and we did. Sweet. And uh, that's God. I yeah, mean, that's God. The Lord and God engineered provision. and and provides. But but the the overarching point is that this was a, a woman who actually wanted the baby, mm-hmm. but she was absolutely adamantly set on abortion because she did not see her own way out of this mess. But we did, and yeah. God did. And if we hadn't been there, that baby would be dead.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and that's you know. I guess springboards right into what we're talking about mm-hmm. in this podcast, yeah. which is something we're dealing with locally. You know, I've mm-hmm. I've had a few people reach out to me in light of the stay-at-home order that's been issued by Mecklenburg County. And you guys, you know, across the nation, you're probably dealing with this. There are states that have enacted stay-at-home orders or shelter-in-place orders, and there's different levels of that, and I won't get into all of that because I don't know all the ins and outs okay. of that. But there are people who are dealing with this in their city, or there are people who are dealing with this this in their state. And so you know what I'm talking about when talking about a stay-at-home order. And and ours here in Mecklenburg County was basically stay-at-home unless you're part of an essential service Mm -hmm. or you are a support uh, company or whatever for an essential service.
1: Or you need to walk your dog.
0: Or you need to walk (laughs) your dog or go kayaking or (laughs) bicycling. So there are certain exceptions here. But, you know, we're dealing with that here in Mecklenburg County. Mm-hmm. It's in place for 30 days, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. And then today, actually, at 5 o'clock, and we're recording this on a Monday. This is the 30th of March that we're recording this. Um, They're supposed to be a statewide Thing right. that have some of the same language as the Mecklenburg County mm-hmm. one. Anyway, I've gotten people that that have asked me, and you know, even well-meaning people, some believers that are like, well, "Why are you guys? Didn't, you know, why are you guys not abiding by this stay-at-home order? Yeah, you guys are, are breaking the law. Mm-hmm. You guys are violating this thing, and you guys are potentially exposing yourself and exposing mm-hmm. to other others mm-hmm. to this virus, and you're you're potentially part of the problem. Yeah, and I think it's a legitimate concern for people. Listen, it there's is. there's a lot mm-hmm. of concern. There's a lot of people that. Or afraid they're gonna you know, not just that they're gonna get this thing, but we should be concerned as Christians that we're not a part of the problem. That exactly. we're not spreading this, this virus right. around. I don't want someone that I'm in contact with, you know, I have you know, if I had this this virus, had it in my body, which by God's grace I don't. Mm-hmm. But if I did and I exposed an older person to it, I, I would feel horrible if I yeah. was just being haphazard. I mean, some things you can't help, but if I'm just Mm -hmm. going out and being recklessly, Mm -hmm. you know, exposed to this thing and exposing myself to situations that that I don't need to, then that would be an issue. Yeah. But here's the thing. We're not doing that. Right. You know, we have friends also. You know, I told you I wanted to mention our friends with Love Life Charlotte. Our Love Life, now they're, you know, all over the country. They're um, here in Charlotte, Greensboro, Raleigh, and then now New York City, mm-hmm. and they're doing prayer walks, and that's their, their, one of their primary focuses, is bringing the church out to the abortion clinics to, to do prayer walks, and they were out there this past Saturday, right. and uh, their, their ministry was in Greensboro, North Carolina, and they were doing a prayer walk, and the police came out, because uh, Greensboro does have a stay-at-home order, and under the uh, you know authority, I guess, of the stay-at-home order, they told them they had to leave. Mm-hmm. So they did the the prayer walkers uh, and the people who were there that morning left. But Justin, a good friend of mine who we had on the podcast some months ago, went as the founder of that ministry right. to to see what was up. And and you know we believe and they believe that they had good standing to be out there. Right. There are certain provisions, and we'll talk yeah. about those in a little bit where yeah. we stand on these things. Exactly. And uh, and certain you know we're not just kind of pulling this stuff out of the dark, out of the right. air. We we have lawyers that we've talked to. Mm-hmm. We've read through the orders. We All we, 16 yeah, pages. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And we want to be in, you know, we, we want to be in compliance. We're not yeah. just reckless. They, you know, our friends would love life. They're not just reckless just yeah. to go out there and do what we want. We understand these are difficult times. These are extenuating circumstances, mm-hmm. and there's things that we maybe could have done a, a, two months ago that we can't do now, right. you know. But anyway, so our friends they went out there. That uh, Justin and, and a couple of the other guys went out there, and ultimately they were arrested. They were yeah. they were arrested and and they were booked and and then uh, you know let go. And the the police. Some of you guys, if you want to check, you can probably Google search it pretty easily. But you can see the Facebook Live that they were recording at the time. The police did not want to have a conversation with them about the what they were even out there for. They didn't want to have a conversation about you know the, their legal. Uh, ground that they were standing on to be out there, and they the just lawyer said, was there. Correct? Yeah, and there was the order. They had the order. They had the paperwork in hand, everything and, yeah.
1: to show them. And the the police officers did not yeah. want to see He's it at Nazis all. Not. said, "We're mm-hmm. past that point. Yeah. You
0: guys either leave, or you're you're going to jail." Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, and then Monday today, mm-hmm. actually, uh, when we're recording this podcast, a group of pastors along with some of the folks from Love Life. Uh, went back out there again to pray they were just five of them Mm -hmm. and uh and actually the order says you can't have a group of more than 10 so they were you know half of that and again they they took them to jail yeah they also another thing that really just was like wow how can they even justify this at all mm -hmm. and you know we listen we honor the police We, we appreciate all that they do it's you know Th- there are police officers that make decisions that are that are very difficult and we get that, but are also police officers make decisions that like, come on man, you could rethink that thing. So this yeah. but really this comes from the higher ups. But uh the mobile unit. You know, there was a mobile unit, mobile ultrasound unit like what we have here in Charlotte, right. parked there near the abortion center in a parking lot where they have permission from the business to be there. A
1: legal medical yeah, facility. Oh yeah, absolutely. Legal yeah.
0: within the, the boundaries of the stay-at-home order. Right, you know, if right. the abortion clinic is a medical facility mm-hmm. and you know, it's a medical facility because it has medical staff and medical equipment. The mobile ultrasound units are as well. There mm-hmm. there's medical staff. There's an RN mm-hmm. or a sonographer that's been mm-hmm. trained that has a medical license mm-hmm. under the state of North Carolina. There's medical equipment, right. you know, the all the HIPAA laws unit, yep. and confidentiality laws stuff,
1: apply. Yeah. They followed all the C D C recommendations exactly. to keep it nice and clean and Yeah,
0: but they safe. were told that they had to leave and so yeah. they had to they had to pack up and leave or they would have gone to jail and maybe they right. would have towed away their mobile unit i don't know who knows So what they one, would have
1: done. one medical facility is told to leave the other medical facility is deemed essential and what was the difference between the two the Message,
0: yeah. I mean, that's exactly what it was, and you yeah. know, I'm again, I'm not a lawyer, we do have lawyers that we're, that mm-hmm. we're dealing with from our end, and they yeah. love life does as well. Mm-hmm. But just on, on its face, mm-hmm. there's an obvious bias there. It right. seems to me that with this, you know, public emergency, with this, you know, um, emergency designation, right? They were state of emergency that's state the term we were looking for right. earlier. The state yeah. of emergency designation yeah. has given people who you know, who are limited by the Constitution, limited by other laws to uh it's just giving them free reign to just run all over people's rights. And that's that is not the way that it ought to be. Yes, based we on understand. fear
1: and safety, which is based how on this fear and safety capitalizing
0: happens. on people's fear. Right. And people's desire Sense for safety. safety. They're yeah. just pushing the Constitution to the side and that's yeah. that's a grievous thing. Now yeah. one of the things I do wanna say and this mm-hmm. is this is something I said to you earlier mm-hmm. that I want folks that are listening to understand we we as a ministry, our job and our calling from the Lord is not to fight the powers that be right. <laughs> It's not to you know put a stake in the ground and and fight right. constitutional battles even no, though we're we
1: in our mission statement does it say anything it, about it, that exactly right? <laughs>
0: exactly although we do have a federal lawsuit against the city of Charlotte <laughs> because of them infringing on our First Amendment mm-hmm. rights. It's not our primary calling, and we don't want to get wrapped up in, in anything else. Right. We, don't want to, we don't want to be in the lawsuit that we're in right now. But right. there comes a point where you're pressured by, mm-hmm. you know, we're pressured by the city or by other you know, government entities where you you can't just abide. Yeah. And I know for folks that are asking, you know, aren't we supposed to obey the law of the land? We talked about this some months ago in another podcast mm-hmm. about civil disobedience and, and mm-hmm. Romans chapter 13 and all that stuff. And aren't we supposed to obey the law of the land? Yes, we, we are supposed to obey the law of the land. But when the law of the land is in contradiction to the law of God, mm-hmm. clearly laid out in scripture, we have to respectfully decline to obey when it yeah, you know, yeah, when it's in obvious contradiction yeah. to God's word.
1: Which is true. But in this case, we don't even need to worry about that, honestly. Yeah. Within the statute itself or the ordinance itself we are justified in being there. Yeah. And yeah. so, you know, maybe can you just give us kind of a a review or an overview of of what the content of that stay at home order states that we see as being justification yeah, yeah for us to be there. And then yeah, maybe absolutely. later we could even talk about how the lawyer also went over that with us and justifies yeah, yeah, those yeah. areas. So we have
0: uh, attorneys with the Thomas Moore society that are mm-hmm. helping us out with our federal case against right. the city for um, infringing upon our rights to use signage and giving out literature and all that other stuff. Yeah. We won't get into those details, but anyway they've, they've written for us a letter as they've gone through this stay at home order mm-hmm. and they've given us a letter that basically says, you know, you're, you're in compliance because of this, this and this and this. Right now, I don't know if I've already said this, but I do want to make this clear that we are taking the CDC recommendations very, very seriously. seriously. You know, we even yes. have marks on the pavement. Every we marked it out foot. every yeah. six feet all every six the way feet. down the sidewalk. We're not high-fiving. We're not nope. hugging. We're not nope. handshaking. We're being very yep. intentional about being spread out. Yep. We're sanitizing our hands after mm-hmm. every interaction we have mm-hmm. with someone if they stop and take our, our literature. Mm-hmm. And you, know, you might say, well, you're passing out literature. That's that's not in, in accordance with the CDC recommendations. Well, if you're going to a place to get drive-through food, you're you're doing more than what we're doing in passing out a piece of information. Yeah. They're in handing you a bag the of food, likelihood of g- picking exactly, something up. exactly. Yeah. So I mean, there's listen, we understand there are certain risks just being out in public. Mm-hmm. There's a certain risk that's involved in being exposed to this virus. We get it, but yeah. is the risk worth it? Like when you go to the grocery store, mm-hmm. you yeah. are you are risking getting exposed, or if you carry this thing and don't know it, exposing other people. Mm-hmm. But is the reward, for lack of a better term, worth the risk? Right. Of course, you need groceries, right? right? You've got yeah. to do that. There are certain things yeah. you have to do. There are certain yeah. essential things. And so are we risking being on the sidewalk, even though we're spread out, even though we're sanitizing our hands, even though we're doing all the things that we ought to be doing, social mm-hmm. distance, no more than 10 people, all of that? Mm-hmm. Um, is there a risk? Yes. But is the you know, reward, I guess, for lack of a better term again, worth the risk? Yes. Yeah. Because what is the reward? Well, it's just what you shared earlier. Yeah. It's those babies get a voice, and women who who would be back and forth in their mind and their heart about the abortion are getting a choice. Yeah. We're offering them a choice. We're offering them hope. We're offering yeah. them alternatives yeah. and, and the Word of God. So yeah. anyway, to jump into what the stay-at-home order says a little bit, I think I've already mentioned it, and... The where we kind of fit in with this thing, right. you know, the, right. it's, yeah. it's you, You're not supposed to be out unless it's an essential thing. There's certain mm-hmm. essential things that have been laid out. But one of the things I did want to mention, just and right away in this stay-at-home order, it says pro- prohibited activities. It says mm-hmm. all public and private gatherings of more than ten people are prohibited. Right. So what does that tell me? Well, that tells me that one that public and private gatherings that are under ten ten people are under. Mm-hmm. Are not prohibited; they're right. actually allowed. Yeah. So we fit under that criteria, n- right. No problem, because uh, we have been intentional. There have been times yeah. where you know we've had more than pe- ten people out on the sidewalk in our history bef- in the in past. Our, in our history, yeah, yeah. But now, since yeah. this thing, since the CDC recommendations, mm-hmm. we've been intentional about not having more than ten people. We, we have. We've we... tried to be very intentional about That's this, right. and uh, we, we're limiting our teams to four or five people. Yep. You know, and we that has tell been put out there, and yeah. we've
1: we've even sent some home, or we've sent them elsewhere, so that we are definitely yeah. in compliance there. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Mm-hmm. So that you know, right away, that's that's one of the things that I see. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing, and this is I'm not going to name out the sections and all this because I'm sure people aren't going to be looking through this. But another right. thing that talks about here. It says that you can leave your home for essential activities, and these are these permitted activities, that I'll just read the titles, for health and safety, so if you need to go to a doctor's appointment or emergency situation, even for, for pets, by the way, if you yeah. need to take your pet to the veterinarian, right. you can do that yeah. under this order. Yeah. Uh, for necessary supplies and services, so basically you can go to the store, you can go get food, you can get other things that are necessary. Mm-hmm. For outdoor activity, and mm-hmm. that's one I think you mentioned earlier. Yeah. So you can engage in outdoor activities as long as you social distance. Mm-hmm. So you can go in and it says out here, uh, by way of example and without limitation, walking, hiking, golfing, running, cycling, or using the greenways. Um, and so you can you can go and says even go into parks but you just can't play on the park uh, the playground <laughs> on the pr- playground Yeah, because
1: solid surfaces apparently can carry the virus longer yeah yeah of so, I, know I get you know, that that's fine yeah, yeah. Um,
0: the next part is for um, certain types of work mm-hmm. and here's where it talks about health care and public health operations human services and, and all these other things mm-hmm. and, and and listen we know if listen, if they're gonna deem the abortion clinic, it's to fit in this criteria. This yeah. is a uh, a public health organization or whatever. Then the mobile unit, who yeah. serves the same clientele, yeah. fits in that category as well. And you know whether we, by extension, are applied to that or not. In some people's minds, we believe that we are because we, yeah. you know, we're our teams are operating alongside that mobile unit and you you go on board, you go on board and, and counsel On
1: board and, we're required to be there as as the witness yeah, um there needs to yeah, be two absolutely. medical care people on on board there and and that our counselors are the ones that are witnessing and and counseling with the resources
0: yeah yeah and continuing on you know it talks about and this is in section three. I don't know if you have it on there. but mm-hmm. again, people aren't probably following along, and okay. that's fine. You should right. probably shouldn't because it's a bunch of some of it's a bunch of legalese stuff yeah. anyway. But it talks about reproductive reproductive health providers, mm-hmm. and of course, we know they that's are, they probably are yeah, they are exempt. They are exempt from the stay-at-home. They're at home. exempt from the stay-at-home.
1: Reproductive order. healthcare providers. Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah, and you know that's stuck in there to let abortion clinics stay open. Exactly. <laughs> but. Uh,
1: But what's reproductive health?
0: Of course, yeah.
1: Pregnancy is reproductive health. Yeah. Pregnancy is normal. It's not a disease. And so those who are helping to sustain that pregnancy and give the moms resources and and medical assistance so that they can continue on with a healthy pregnancy— certainly fall under this category. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And that's exactly what the RV oh, does yeah, yeah. and that we yeah, no support. No doubt about it. Yeah, mm-hmm. again,
0: they serve the same clientele as the abortion clinic does, except for the goals are different. For mm-hmm. the abortion clinic, obviously, it's to make money off of killing the child. For the mobile unit, it's to not make any money because they don't. Right. Um, but offer free help to the woman so she doesn't feel like she has to go through with the abortion, right. killed right. a child. Right. And also it talks about human service operations. Mm-hmm. And this is where it talks not just about medical stuff, but it talks about social services and offering certain resources and things to to meet their needs. And, you know, we certainly fit right in that category. In this, it talks about social services. It talks about um, um, shelters, homeless shelters and things like that. It talks about helping those who are at disadvantage, otherwise needy, is what it says.
1: Economically disadvantaged individuals, and those are the bulk of the people who really, they're there for an abortion, and they are there, and often choose life when they meet with us, because the services, the human services that we are offering are helping these economically yeah, yeah. disadvantaged individuals. Yeah.
0: So, you know, kind of what we're doing, guys, is just going through this, this order. And we're saying that we're in compliance with this thing. I yep. mean, this thing is, is laid out with some pretty clear exceptions, some pretty clear definitions of what's essential. And the mobile unit certainly does. And then we as a ministry fit into this criteria. I mean, we believe if, if the abortion clinic is open and it's considered an essential service, then for us to be there and to offer those women a choice is also essential yeah and you know of course that's from our perspective but from the perspective of this stay-at-home order as it's laid out here yeah we we, we're essential
1: exactly
0: here's what it goes on to say it says um and this is talking about essential businesses and operations so it's naming out some essential businesses and operations and Mm -hmm. and and, and this is one of the categories of course it talks about groceries and, and medicine and food and beverage and agriculture Mm -hmm. when it says organizations that provide charitable and social services.
1: Hmm.
0: Um, So it says businesses (laughs) and religious and secular nonprofit organizations, including food banks, when providing food, shelter, and social services, and other necessities of life for economically disadvantaged or otherwise needy individuals. I mean, that's exactly what what we do um, because, you know, we plug these. Listen, we have a list of these services. We have a list of these food pantries, yeah. but we also have our own ministry that we provide yeah. baby clothes and, and baby items, yeah. diapers and all those yeah. things. So, in, Certainly in, people need those things in the midst of a pandemic like this, right? And they very do, much no so. doubt.
1: Very much so. And, and you know, we, we fit, uh, we're charitable, we're nonprofit, we provide the social necessities of life for needy individuals.
0: Yeah, yeah, no doubt about it. And, of course, again, we provide those babies a voice, So. We're we're right. essential so that those babies that are in the womb, but also those women, would uh would have a choice. Because yeah. otherwise, the abortion clinic does not offer a choice. They're yeah. not going to help them. They're yeah. not going to help meet the needs that they have. Right. They're not going to plug them into, you know, organizations and ministries that can help meet their needs. You know Because you know, the, they're for profit. They're they're business. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And and I think um so, uh, a couple that came on on Saturday illustrates this point so well. There was one of them had had four abortion. Yeah. And and what she talked about was that she kept having abortion after abortion after abortion because she would get the abortion but the abortion center didn't provide the the services that she needed or the recommendations or the resources or the anything the counseling yeah. anything that might lead to her not ever returning for another abortion for another abortion. But that's what we do. Right. Yeah. That's what we do so that they don't have to keep coming back or feel that they have to keep coming back for abortion after abortion and abortion.
0: Well she specifically said from the little write up that you showed me that yeah. you know, if someone would have been here yeah. saying what you guys were saying and offering what you guys were offering, then I, I, I likely wouldn't have gone that She path. would have
1: made another choice she thought. And yeah. and, and that's why we're there.
0: Yeah. Again, what does that say? That, that speaks to the essential nature of what we're doing.
1: That's right. Essential, if your mindset isn't that killing the baby is the way to deal with the struggles yeah. that an unexpected pregnancy brings. Yeah. And, and that mindset we categorically Reject. Yeah. We believe that that there is never a valid reason for taking an innocent human life, and therefore, that's why we're there, speaking from that perspective and providing the resources that that is not deemed necessary. Yeah,
0: absolutely. And you know, speaking to you know, you mentioned and I mentioned that we had attorneys that were that we're dealing with with right. our federal lawsuit, but also they've drafted up a letter for us, yeah, uh, as it pertains to this order and. You know what we want to do is we want to as best we can mm-hmm. abide by any law, any order. We're not listen as Christians. We shouldn't just be lawless individuals thinking the government can't tell me what to do. I know I shared with you guys, you know, in the in the coronavirus podcast, and I'm that kind of guy where I don't like the government telling me what to do. Stay mm-hmm. out of my business. I'll mm-hmm. do what I want. But I'm also a guy that's submitted to the Word of God, and I know the Word of God tells me that I should submit. To the government, But as I mentioned earlier, if the government tells me to disobey God, then at that point, I can't obey that. And, you know, I can respectfully decline to, to obey that order. Yeah. But the Bible tells us very clearly, mm-hmm. Proverbs 31, verses 8 and 9, probably quoted, most quoted scripture that, that we quote mm-hmm. as a ministry. Open your mouth for the speechless, mm-hmm. for other, in the case of all who are appointed to die. Mm-hmm. Open your mouth, judge righteously, plead the cause of the poor and needy. That is not a suggestion from God. That is a command from the Lord Right. that we have taken very seriously as a mm-hmm. ministry, which is why we do what we do. Mm-hmm. That's a command from God. And just like the apostles, John and, uh, and Peter, when they were told by the Pharisees and the religious leaders of that day to stop speaking about the name of Jesus, they didn't just throw off and disregard the, uh, the leaders. They said, mm-hmm. we must obey. I mean, you can just, to me, when I read that scripture, I can just hear the humility in Peter's mm-hmm. voice. We must obey God rather than man. It's like, mm-hmm. we don't have a choice. Mm-hmm. And when the government tells us we can't be out there, yeah. and, you know, thankfully... They've not told us that. Yeah. Thankfully here in Charlotte they've not said you can't be out here. Right. They've just said here's certain criteria and we meet those criteria and so, so we're out there. Right. In Greensboro it's not, not like that though. They've no. been told expressly, you can't be out here. Right. You know, I I watch one of the videos, this is kinda of funny. I watch one of the videos of um of Love Life and, and in the midst of them being arrested and you can mm. see a bicycler walking his bike right by there and the police aren't saying anything to him. Yeah. They're they're not doing anything more than he's doing. You exactly. know, they're at the same location, but it's basically they're targeted because they're known to be opposed to abortion, and that's like right. that's that's scary. Yeah, that's scary stuff. Yeah. You know. Yeah, and so you know, as uh, as those who want to honor God mm-hmm. and those who want to do what's right. What's it? You know, you know. I, I want to ask you this question, mm-hmm. and I've asked myself this question: How's it going to be if they start to do that here in Charlotte? If they start to say, right, "Hey, right. you guys can't be out here," even I though have, we know we're in we're in accordance I with know. this thing, and we have yeah. lawyers that have looked at this thing. How's it going to be? What are we? Yeah. How are we going to handle this thing? Yeah. Can we still honor God and, and remain yeah. out there?
1: And I've honestly had quite a few sleepless nights um, wrestling with that and thinking about that because my uh, strong conviction based on careful study of scripture is that we are commanded to be there and i know i specifically have been called to be out on that sidewalk yeah. and i also know that i am abiding to the letter and even the spirit of of what is written in these stay at home ordinances mm-hmm. so i must obey God. Yeah. And how will that play out? We'll see. Yeah. I guess you never know till you're in that situation.
0: Yeah, I know, you know, one of the, the concerns that I have, you know, the past, so this thing for us in Mecklenburg County came into effect Thursday of last right. week. Yeah. Uh, we have a state order that I mentioned earlier that's going to come into effect today at five, I'm actually, here in just uh, a little bit. So right. we better get yeah. out of here quick. Yeah. But, uh, um, you know, with what happened in Greensboro, I'm I'm, I'm hoping this is not going to embolden our local authorities. But also, you know, we have a city council that is not favorable to us. They've tried yeah. to attack, you know, every area of speech that we employ. Right. And there's been one of the city council leaders, uh, Julie Iselt, here in mm-hmm. Charlotte that has been very vocal and said, you know, the police need to shut this thing down. She mm-hmm. was doing that last Saturday. She's, mm-hmm. you know, apparently good friends with some of the pro-abortion people that, that stand yeah. out there and oppose us and yeah. and uh, probably good friends with the abortion clinic owners and stuff too. And, you know, I'm just, I'm concerned that the pressure that she's going to put is going right. to almost force the hand of CMPD to yeah. to do something similar to what Greensboro did. Right. And, right. you know, I have to ask myself, listen, I'm, I'm a man with eight kids, a wife and yeah. eight kids, and yeah. I certainly don't want to be... Locked up. I don't want right. to be. You know, uh, I don't have the money just to yeah. throw away on on lawyers yeah. and and uh, legal fees and and paying citations or whatever. So how yeah. am, how am I going to handle this thing? Right. What before God? How can I how can I honor Him and 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 do what I'm called to do? And not go to jail. Yeah. <laughs> so know, we're, do- a-
1: we're doing our best. We have carefully read the entire, both of us have read the entire ordinance. Mm-hmm. We have spoken with our lawyers and our lawyers have drafted this letter. And yeah. we are abiding by what we believe is our civic duty yeah. a- as well as our moral and God given duty. Yeah, yeah. So, so what did the lawyers say basically? What's what's the bottom line of, of their justification letter? Yeah, I mean, so
0: the bottom line uh, is some of the things that we've already gone through. Yeah, you know, the reproductive health thing. You know, mm-hmm. the the fact that if these reproductive health care, you know, these abortion clinics can remain open, mm-hmm. and what we're doing as a charitable. You know, cause There's they name about the organizations that provide charitable and social services. Mm-hmm. What we're doing is we're reaching the people that are going in there with these charitable and social services. They also mentioned, which I'm very thankful for, about how we were there proclaiming the gospel of Jesus Christ and advocating for life. And so they talk about the outdoor provision. You can be outdoors, and you can do outdoor activities. Mm-hmm. Outdoor activities like walking and running, that's mm-hmm. what we're doing on the sidewalk. That's we're right. walking. Yeah. I'm not running. We're walking. We just yeah. choose to do that in front of the abortion clinic. That strip of sidewalk there in front of the abortion clinic. In
1: fact, I have a health app on my phone. Yeah. And Saturday, while I was ministering to the women who stopped to talk with me, I put in five miles on my... Wow. I know. <laughs> That's amazing. So you were you were getting in your PC. outdoor activity. I was getting my outdoor activity while sharing the gospel and yeah. and the hope and yeah. help of, of many resources. Yeah,
0: so, I mean, that's what they're, they're citing. Of course, they talk about the mobile unit, and they talk about it offering, you know, reproductive health care. Mm-hmm. Um, then they talk about, which I told them, you know, hey, listen, guys we're checking all the boxes we're doing all the CDC stuff and they talk about that how these these folks are abiding by these social distancing requirements and so you know the reason why I wanted to do this podcast really is to let folks know who who might be concerned mm-hmm. and rightly so mm-hmm. you know are you guys just being reckless or are you just out there because you feel like you got a bone to pick with the city mm-hmm. of charlotte or you feel like you know you're you're some social justice warrior that mm-hmm. you know you've got to fight the powers that be no in, in mm-hmm. no way We're out there because those babies don't have a voice. We're out there because God calls us to be out there. And we're doing everything that we can, shy of not being on the sidewalk, doing everything that we can to not be a part of the problem of spreading this virus. We get it. It's it's a problem. We're not making light of it at all. But we also have a mandate from the Lord Mm -hmm. that we are committed to. Yeah. And and before yeah. God, I can't in good conscience stay right. home.
1: Right, right. Uh, I don't know if—I don't believe we have talked about this on any of our other podcasts, and I really think it it's actually pretty funny. But I think it's important to talk about when we arrived at the sidewalk yeah. on, on Thursday morning. <laughs> this was, A wonderful really sight <laughs> met our eyes. So we're, we're coming, Daniel and I, thinking— well, I I told my husband you may have to bail me out today. Yeah, this is when the so uh, stay-at-home order had gone into effect Thursday morning. That's yeah. correct. So I said I don't know what I'm going to do. I won't know till I'm in this situation. Pretty sure Daniel's going to be in jail. And I and I might. So you know, be prepared. You know, you might be eating dinner alone. But um, so we we come to the sidewalk, and and what do we see?
0: Yeah. So. Uh, and as I told you, and I put it on Facebook, this is one of the most encouraging things I've right. seen in a long time. Right. The pro-abortion people
1: uh-huh. had
0: taken the liberty to write on the sidewalk uh-huh. and name us in particular, C4L. They right. named John seven fifty three, which is the, the woman called on adultery. And it says, you know, Jesus said, he who is without sin cast the first stone. And then it says they all went home.
1: The exact verse that they put said, yeah. then they all went home. And we kind of laughed. Well, that's yeah, a pretty good
0: that's verse. A, yeah, <laughs> that's they, not bad. And, and they I'm all went home. home. <laughs> Well, of course, if you read on in the context, it tells us Jesus didn't go home. He actually stayed and taught in the temple. But another piece of their sidewalk art said Jesus would have stayed home. Right? Jesus would have stayed home, and and of course, you know that brings to mind the scripture tells us that he left his glorious abode to come to this place and yeah. he took on the form of a man yeah. so that he could save us wretches you know jesus right. didn't, didn't stay say, home well, he even, left that place
1: even 3 verses later so john 8 verses 1 to 2 it's right the, the next verse uh-huh but jesus but jesus but jesus went to the mount of olives uh-huh. at dawn he appeared again in the temple courts where all the people gathered around him and he sat down to teach them, te- yeah. Jesus didn't even go home in what they cited. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: that's and which is really funny. But I said that's encouraging because they knew that in spite of that order that we would be out there. They we, were not there, by the way. They were not. They were not. Not a yeah, single. Thankfully, they have not there. been. And actually, you know, I don't know if I shared this with you. I'll uh-huh. share it now. Okay. um They put out on their social media that they plan on shutting down their operations completely until this thing passes. So, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever. Praise God. (laughs) Yeah, praise the Lord. I'm (laughs) glad not to have them out there. But I'm glad for the encouragement that they gave. That... that We have established, you know, by God's grace, we've established our character in such a way that there was no doubt in their minds that we would be out there on that sidewalk. They knew that as long as that abortion clinic was open, that Cities for Life, that our folks were going to be out there on that sidewalk. And, you know, by God's grace, that's what we intend to do. Again, not just to be lawless, not because we we feel like we have this bone to pick with the city or we're going to fight the powers that be. Our Mm -hmm. calling is not to fight the powers that be. Our calling is to submit to the power that is. How do you like that? Right, that's good. <laughs> yeah. That's very and good. And we submit to the Lord Jesus and to his rule and his reign because he's the Lord. That's because right. Because he is God. Yeah. And we're not just going to say, Lord, Lord. We're going to really do what he says. And what does he say? Take up our cross, follow him. What does he say? Love your neighbor as yourself. Mm-hmm. Whatever you've done to the least of these, you've done it unto me. Proverbs 31, 8 and 9 Open your mouth for the speechless That's what we intend to do By God's grace So I want to encourage you guys Who are listening Please pray for us as a ministry You know Listen This is a difficult time for everybody Mm -hmm. I do not envy The stuff that pastors have to deal with and making decisions about their congregations not meeting. I don't envy what government officials, the decisions they have to make. I don't envy the police department. Some of those police officers that made the arrest of our friends that love life. I'm sure some of them were believers and probably didn't want to do that, but felt like they had to. Mm -hmm. I don't envy their position at all. (laughs) But we're all in a difficult position. Mm -hmm. We're all in a, in a circumstance where we have to make difficult decisions. And Mm -hmm. so just pray for us as a ministry, if you think about it, because listen, babies are still dying. Yeah. We're still called to be out there, and listen. We're seeing. We saw four babies saved on Saturday. On Saturday, yeah. God is doing yeah. amazing things in spite of this. Yeah, thing. So and the, and that evening,
1: um, after those four babies were saved, one of them, I had the privilege of counseling on on the RV. Yeah, and that evening, I got a text from her. This was a woman who is strongly abortion minded, and um, and I got a text from her that evening that said thank you for saving my child. Yeah. And I loved that she used the word child because yeah. that humanized instantly. No longer was it just this clump. Of yeah, issues. yeah. This was her child and she was going to do anything from that point forward to protect that baby. And if we hadn't been there, that would be a very different yeah. um, story. Yeah. It's amazing that baby what, would what be the dead. Lord
0: will do if we just show, yeah. our, show up and, and yeah. make ourselves available to be used by him. Right. So Amen. again, pray for us as a ministry as we always do, we want to refer you to our sidewalks for life website, sidewalks, the number four in life.com. Maybe we should do an article about serving God in the midst of a pandemic or something. Right. Like I don't yeah. know. Maybe we will. Yeah. We put articles out on a regular basis. Mostly Vicky writes those cause she's a writer and it takes me like four months to write one <laughs> sentence. But, uh, Anyway, so I'm going to refer you to that website. Certainly reach out to me, dparks at citiesforlife.com. Reach out to Vicki V. Cossier at citiesforlife.com. We'd love to hear from some of your feedback. Please share this podcast with your friends and family. But until next time, God bless. Give me an outlet for love. Give me an outlet for gratitude. I know it will cost me my life But nothing's too precious since I met you